0: To know when I realized um, just how lazy I am <laughs> when I reached my peak laziness. Please tell. It was earlier this week. I was watching TV. I was sitting on my couch, and uh, I have the kind of a remote that's sort of like ergonomic, so it like fits in your hand, and it's like it's like slanted on the sides. Um, and it was resting on the arm armchair, and I went to go turn the channel, but I couldn't because every time you went to push the button, the, the remote would rock to the side. Ooh. And I thought, oh, oh I don't that's... want to have to pick up this with my hand yeah. and push it with my oh. thumb. I just wanted to reach down with my little pointer finger and go, boop, boop, boop. So what did you do? I think I just left it on that <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, well, this is what I'm watching now. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> that, was, that was like, wow. I I'm reached peak laziness. Peak, like, 21st century. Oh. Oh, yeah. First world laziness. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I've... There, I mean... I've compromised our financial security because of how oh, lazy yeah. I am. We got a, after that Equifax breach. My father-in-law yeah. was like, "You should, you should c- close your daughter's credit line, like with Social Security number, because mm-hmm. people can steal child's identities, apparently." Yes. Um, and then I had to look up how to do it, and you have to send handwritten letters to three different credit rating agencies. <gasps> and I literally said. Mm. Uh, I just you know we'll, what? we'll, we'll yeah. just see what happens. Never
0: mind. On the way on the way here, I was listening to NPR, and they were talking about Amazon and all of their strikes, and they were like, Yeah, but Amazon's just so convenient. Like, <sighs> really though? You sort of compromise your moral oh, yeah. compass mm-hmm. for the convenience.
1: Yeah, and to watch Hannibal.
0: And yeah, speaking of compromised moral compasses, um, welcome to the ethical butchers. Welcome, Cheers. welcome. Um, I am Melina. I am Jack. And we are here to talk about episode I said it like I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Please just only say I am Jack. For I am the rest Jack of this episode. I am Jack. <laughs> and we're here to talk about Amuse Boom.
1: Mm Delicious.
0: Episode two, season one of our beloved Hannibal.
1: Oh, we love it so much. Um, so, an amuse bouche, yes, last episode we had a nice drink, a nice dry drink, and now amuse booth, it, um, an amuse bouche is traditionally a small thing to eat um, before mm. the appetizer. Something like a cracker or a, a little, some olives or nuts okay. or just something really small. Yeah. Usually maybe Not in the one. No, it's usually one bite or two, okay. maximum. Okay. So, a little thing on a cracker a little something, yeah. just literally to amuse your mouth, bouche's mouth. I think amuse is amuse in French
0: <laughs> any French heads on but it's there, like to amuse kind of.
1: your mouth to just okay, so
0: it's okay. just something
1: yeah. nice to get going
0: okay I like that like the bread basket at uh, O'Charlie's or something I don't know <laughs> yes.
1: that, that, that's exactly the same thing
0: <laughs> except
1: it's a lot smaller it's you one can little put one of those thing. whole
0: things in your mouth no no oh easily shove one of those uh, butter butter rolls right in oh
1: the butter rolls or' like chi- here we go again.
0: Here we go again.
1: Or <laughs> are <We're in> like <laughs> chips. I was recently at a Mexican place and I had so many chips in salsa and I was like, "This is just mindless." It was mindless. It, yes,
0: you stop paying attention after a while. You're just inserting into the mouth.
1: I couldn't stop. I was like, I. No. I had a thought. I should not have any more of these. And then I had about <laughs> <And you're>, ten more.
0: <laughs> your body overrode. <laughs> uh, you went into just manual overdrive. It's so good. Wow. Okay. Well. <sighs> That's good to know. I actually did not know the definition. I thought an amuse bouche was the appetizer, so that's interesting. Um, No, I think in
1: a traditional multi-course meal, there is no appetizer in the sense of uh, like first appetizer, small dish, and then main course and then dessert. This is more of like a very very lengthy x-course, soup course, salad course, and the amuse bouche is something very very small to just get you going. Okay, get you started.
0: Get your get your engine revving. All right. Yes. um, so, uh, we have some just, like, slight housekeeping things before we jump into everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, first, I think we just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to our first whole episode. Yes,
1: thank you, guys. Hope you stuck through the whole thing. I, oh. <laughs> we have a, we figured out how to put a clock on, on GarageBand. Yeah. This is how, <laughs> how much of a dum-dum we are. <laughs> so now we know how, how, how long the episode's gonna be. Because
0: that was lit- I want to say that, like, um, I wish I had a better example or a better reason, but that was literally the only reason why I think we spoke so long because we just lost track of we had no clock in front of us. No idea. And we had no idea how long we'd been talking. Yeah. And we ended and we were like, oh, wow, it's later than we thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until you got back and like looked at the track and you were like, it's an hour and 45 minutes. Um, so that, we, we're really not going to do that
1: again. <laughs> when, and again, at how lazy we were, we decided to not cut anything. anything.
0: We didn't edit it a single bit, so you listen. And it
1: shows because of that (laughs) silence. I want to apologize. That's my fault. I pulled the bathroom clip for our trailer, and I didn't realize that there was a gap in uh, the garage band. So you didn't miss any audio during that 15-second pause, but it was just a gap in the recording. So I apologize for that.
0: So sorry for that. Thank you to Sean Hills for pointing that out to us. Yes. Um, (laughs)
1: And then multiple other people. Including oh no. my wife was like, do you know that there's a silence in your episode?
0: We should have been like, absolutely, we put that, that on purpose. Like you didn't, it's for artistic Yeah, I think about how many
1: times the score is silent in Hannibal. Yeah, exactly. uh, this is that mo- same thing.
0: Yeah, we were really trying to reflect the mm-hmm. moody silence yeah. um, now I wish we could say that okay <laughs> um, so thank you yeah and thank you for all the feedback we're really in court we've we've moved locations so hopefully my AC won't kick on anymore no more my cats. cats aren't here um, that sort of thing um, our Twitter has been really popping. Um
1: Love those fanables. Love
0: those fans. Shout out to the hashtag fanables. Like who love knew? You guys. I was utterly shocked. I don't I don't know. Okay. I watched Hannibal in real time whenever it aired. And I thought, okay, this is like a highbrow drama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brian Fuller, so like obviously critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. like people who watch this must be I don't know what I thought, but I thought this is highbrow stuff. Um and of course it is, but it also has this like incredible just fanatic fan base. Yeah. On Twitter, on Tumblr.
1: Wonderful fan base, yeah. Comic-Con, just like awesome people. Yeah. Um just yeah, I'm really happy to to kind of be jumping into that community. We're not going to say too. that we're we've been fanable since 2013 or like part of no, that community, yeah, but we're yeah. No, yeah. we hope you guys welcome us. We're just jumping in.
0: No, like the people are so awesome. They're like funny. They don't take the show too seriously, like it's really I te- cool.
1: I texted you last night that we need to get flower crowns.
0: We Apparently that's a thing. That yes. is a thing. I Okay, I- so I looked slightly into it. And it, so, of course, like Tumblr, like the fan base was huge on Tumblr. It still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while back in like the early 2010s, like putting flower crowns on characters was like a thing. It was like a meme thing. Just to like, um, yeah, copy paste like a little a flower crown gif on someone's mm-hmm. head and I guess that really caught on and like the um, the cast and crew of Hannibal caught on to this um, so much so that they did a Hannibal I think Comic Con panel again people people who are actual Fannibals and have been entrenched in this for a while like feel free to correct me but they like the cast actually wore flower crowns yeah. and it became sort of like the symbol of like the Fannibal yeah
1: base I just love that. I think part of the appeal is the juxtaposition of how dark yes, this yeah. show is mm-hmm and how serious it feels sometimes yes. and heavy and dark and gross, gross. <laughs> that there's just this light sprightly flower crown which is yeah. so like midsummer night's dream it's a very mm-hmm. the opposite vibe but i love that about it it's I love so it. fun
0: i think it's genius um okay so i think that's all i have for housekeeping yeah I think that's all I have for housekeeping. My next little segment that I want to transition to um, is called Eat Shit, where we, (laughs) we, the butchers, admit to the things that we probably got wrong Um, in the previous episode or we felt were correct and have since looked into it and have realized that we are wrong. So I'll start with myself because I think um, I had more oopsies than than anyone. So first, I thought that Will called Jack a ham. Whenever they first meet, well, quote-unquote, first meet, first meet in the series Mm -hmm. that we see them meet, I thought that Will called Jack a ham, but he actually called Jack's naming of the Evil Minds Museum hammy, um, which I think is correct, which, like, in a way, I guess you could call that... Fantastic. I don't know. Like maybe that's a way ham-tastic? that he, he, he's calling Jack a ham inadvertently. Um so I got that wrong, so sorry. And then I also said that Jack called Will crazy whenever they were in the um like the CSI lab. I thought that Jack said, Well, what kind of crazy are you? You're talking about the shrike. They were talking about the shrike, and he said, Well, what kind of crazy is he? Mm-hmm. And you were right, you pointed that out. I didn't believe you.
1: <laughs> it's My okay. apology. It is okay and I'm going to eat shit for the fact that I insisted calling Mess Mickelson Mads Mickelson until proven otherwise. We've been proven otherwise. And if you listen to the to the trailer before listening to the first episode, then you will hear us saying Mess in the first in the trailer but then saying Mads in the first episode. So, I apologize. Um, it is Mess Mickelson. If you're listening, Mess, I God, I hope you're listening. I, oh God. <laughs> uh yeah, we nice. we love you. I think you're amazing in everything you do, and I will pronounce your hot mess of a name correctly from now on. Perfect. And hopefully eat shit is a recurring theme. Hopefully we have to I eat think, shit for something every single I episode. Think, I
0: absolutely think we will. Um, I already
1: ate shit for the gap in the time there. Yeah, there 15 we go. seconds. Exactly. Definitely exactly. gonna eat shit for that.
0: No, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be perfect. And of course we're like I sort of watch the I watch the episode. I take notes. I might look into one or two things if they like make a reference that I don't understand, but I don't really do a lot of deep diving. And so, um, no. If if that if we realize something after we do a little deep dive or someone points something out, like I'm happy to eat shit. Oh on the yeah. Next episode. So I
1: spent way too long in the first episode just trying to figure out what the term wind chafed mean. When really, if I thought about it for ten <laughs> seconds, I would have been like, oh yeah, wind <laughs> and chafing. It is like it's, it's chafed right, by the wind. Yeah
0: right. Um, I just never
1: really heard that expression before, that. so I was having fun with it.
0: No, I actually liked that conversation. Like, we <laughs> were both sort of trying to figure it out. I Googled it, and I was like, what? Who
1: is <laughs> I this? just had never heard that be described by anybody, yeah.
0: Um, okay, okay. So the one thing that I did, I did actually um, look up a bit of trivia and found this out, was...
1: Nothing. Sorry. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, I saw my um, notes are the same.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, don't look at my notes, you, know, you <laughs> Uh, was we were talking about whenever Will in the first episode, and I promise maybe right after this, we'll move on to the actual second episode, but in the first episode, he says, um, you won't like me when I'm psychoanalyzed. And I said, are we supposed to believe that he's a big comic book, comic book head that he's Ah, referencing the Hulk and whether he is or not, I don't know, but someone pointed out that the Hulk was played by Edward Norton, who also played one of the people who played the Hulk, of course.
1: Um, The Forgotten Hulk.
0: Oh, truly, though. Actually, I was. Eric Banner was the Hulk first, then Edward Norton
1: was the Hulk, and then Mark Ruffalo is now the Hulk. Correct. In perpetuity.
0: (laughs) Forever, amen. Um, Mm -hmm. But Edward Norton also played Will Graham in Red Dragon. Wow,
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. You do
1: some research. I do no. I
0: did ever so slightly. That was about as far as I got. I was like, oh, that's a good. Point. So even if it, even if he doesn't watch, listen to, I mean, of course, like that's sort of a line that everyone knows whether you pay attention to comic books or not. But maybe that was like a small Easter egg that Fuller like. That's dropped a nice in there.
1: little wink. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm on board with that. that. Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, uh, uh. Okay. Okay. I actually do have one more point about yeah. episode one. I'm sorry. Um. So the, we talked a lot about why does Jack like sensually touch Will's glasses? Mm. And I guess in the script, and the actual, <laughs> that's cor- that's the correct, uh-huh, mm-hmm. um, In the actual script, um, it is noted that Will is wearing his glasses strategically pushed farther down his nose so that he can't make eye contact with Jack. It's like blocking out oh, the top rim of his glasses. And you can see it if you watch back the clip. And so Jack is pushing the glasses out of his eyes so that they can make direct eye contact. Another
1: power move.
0: Another power move, but that explains his. Where are you on the spectrum, I guess, because wow. folks on the spectrum have a may have a hard time making a direct eye contact mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, it's
1: a common it's okay. a common thing. Um, does he wear his glasses at all in episode two? I was noticing the absence of the glasses. Mm. And if you remember episode one, I was rejoicing the absence of the glasses. Right. Because I wasn't we, a fan.
0: We don't like those CBS bifocals. They just,
1: just don't look good. I don't know how big the <sighs> anti's head is. They just didn't look good. No.
0: I, I didn't notice if he was wearing glasses or not in, in episode two. He
1: was wearing those like yellow. Which this is actually a good segue into the episode. He was wearing those right. yellow shooting goggles. Yes. Oh. Which is there how the episode go. starts.
0: Yes. There we go. With him
1: shooting terribly. Horrible. That was what I pointed at. You wrote he's a terrible shot. My first line is terrible shot.
0: Yeah. He's god awful. If he, if he hits the sheet at all, it is like not on the body print at whatsoever. He's a terrible. Bam! Guy. Bam!
1: Bam! 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 Um, which is shocking because later we learn he used to work the homicide beat. So I'm right. like, maybe he was a good shot at some point. I don't know.
0: Well, he says something about his rotator cuff. Like, maybe that's an explanation because she's like,
1: oh. That- <laughs> do you do weaver or yeah, isosceles? Weaver.
0: Did you look into, I don't, she's I, done, Again, so I, I don't- look into nothing. Great, perfect. I'm glad. An
1: isosceles triangle is a triangle. I'm aware um, that. <laughs> So I'm assuming it's about their, your feet. I have oh, to assume okay. it's about your feet and almost like, maybe like, Almost you know, like in ballet, like third position or wherever, where your feet are, are adjusted a certain way. It could be a shoulder thing, too. I thought it was where your feet are.
0: She sort of walks up to him and pushes his shoulder down it, or something.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Helps with the recoil.
0: Yeah, that's what she says. Mm-hmm. And he shot better the second time.
1: Okay, I know we're jumping ahead to that scene because the first shooting scene turns out to be a dream sequence. But, so. My mom, shout out, hi mommy, uh, started (laughs) watching the show because of this podcast and was watching episodes one and two last night and was texting me as they were watching. And she goes, dude, does Will screw the Asian girl?
0: (gasps) No. And no, they don't.
1: I love her. I love the CSI trio. I love them. Um, But no, I I mentioned in episode one, Katz is very flirtatious with Will. She is.
0: Well, she's like, um, she's just very flirtatious. Forward. Yeah. It's, she has the she like does the thing that Jack does where there's like I'm not going to beat around there's the no bush. Bullshit. Like, are you unstable? Like, you know what I mean? And maybe that could be interpreted as coming on to yeah. him. But I just think she's very forward and just sort of like no nonsense. Like, are you unstable? Here, let me touch your shoulder so that yeah I can get you in the right shooting position.
1: Yeah, I love it. I I love all three of them, including yeah. even though we found out about Zeller. I think it is later in the episode. He's kind of a sell out. Oh, yes. Spoiler yeah, alert for later right. in this episode. Oh, no, that's fine.
0: We'll get
1: there. Yeah, we'll get there. So um, after that dream sequence, Will is sleeping in the car um, in Minnesota where they are at Garrett Jacob Hobbs's hunting cabin.
0: Oh, but wait. That but the him shooting in the range is not a dream sequence. He just Later sort of...
1: it is. At first it is cuz he's shooting 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 and then the then the, the shot becomes Garrett Jacob Hobbs's body, which is a big theme. Okay. And then he and then Will's like, and then it cuts to him sleeping in the car, and Jack's like, "Oh, you're right." On the car door, you're
0: right, you're right. That floating Garrett Jacob Hobbs, I wrote is nightmare material. That, oh yeah, that really.
1: He sees it all the time, all the yes, time. Yes, but it's that everywhere. like him
0: rolling in on a <laughs> like he's being hung. It just really shook me. Okay, great. So we're at the Hobbs cabin.
1: Hall of antlers. I literally was thinking this is like Epcot of taxidermy. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> Like a hall of mirrors, with yes. a hall of antlers.
1: Really, a terrifying like hall of antlers I was thinking
0: there. what a way to display them I mean I guess I don't know how else you display antlers but that is creepy
1: Speaking sort of, of cre- menacing speaking of creepy Jack goes he must not have been eating some part of them or there must have been some part he wasn't eating and then Will goes not, not necessarily. necessarily
0: and I was like what does that mean and I okay I'm sorry maybe I did more research than I'm telling than I'm here <laughs> I looked into it. And did you know that gelatin is made of animal bones?
1: Yeah, that's why um, a lot of people who are vegan steer clear yes, the, of, of like, like, like
0: gummy bears, g- g- gummy bears yeah. or those
1: kind of things. Yeah. Jello shots I all that didn't kind of know stuff that. yeah mm-hmm.
0: so i was like oh i guess you really could cuz i was like what about the bones yeah right i mean i guess you can make like bone broth
1: but you don't eat bones Ooh, bone like, broth oh that's know. the most hipstery thing i would love it if you go to like the farmers market and some girl <laughs> with like like feathers in her hair is like selling like yeah. chicken bone broth beef bone broth human yeah. college age girl bone broth yeah <laughs>
0: just like for any taste um, yeah
1: it's really good in the morning the collagen is better than coffee
0: it is it really <laughs> brightens your under eyes um <laughs> And you also might get hepatitis. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, okay. So he was like, yeah, you don't know. He could be eating the whole body. Yeah, that
1: was very much like, oh, interesting. Like, what do you mean by that? You know?
0: Yeah. I, yeah, that that was interesting. So I, I did look into that, and I was surprised that you could actually eat a whole, a whole shenanigan. Um, this was my, this is sort of a reoccurring thing through this entire, I mean, I don't want to say a reoccurring thing it might be the, the most central reoccurring thing there is this like surrealism mm-hmm. is this a dream is this real mm-hmm. am I imagining sort of thing going yeah. on and I really thought about it not even so it's obvious whenever he's like seeing Garrett like, Hobbs oh, floating towards him like this is him hallucination. He's losing yeah. it a little bit but there are times like this whenever they just show up at the Hobbs cabin they never show you like them getting on a plane or no. them like it's like that inception like how did we get here like you don't remember arriving oh. in this location
1: do you sort <laughs> so, of thing uh, i'm a huge have this Game made fan are you saying this whole thing is jacob's ladder scenario <laughs> that that will dies i'm not ruling it out. that will dies in the first episode and sometime in the first mm-hmm. episode this whole the rest of the entire series is all a fever dream <laughs> I, i'm <laughs> not all... gonna
0: say no so we're gonna keep that door open. jacob
1: hobbs kills him yeah, and the rest of the whole show is him imagining everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, just the moments before it's all he actually ascends <laughs> to the heavens. Um,
1: no, you're right. There's never like in criminal minds they're in that private plane a lot, mm-hmm. and you see them flying from place to place. Mm-hmm. In this, they just there's a chiron, and it's just
0: yeah, Minnesota, right. Maryland, somewhere. There go. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. and you're like, wow, how did they're everywhere?
0: There's one, and uh, I mean. I'm I'm obviously watching ahead as I said with my boyfriend, and I can vision one scene future. I think it's like in season two where you see Will on a plane. Other than that, I, I don't. You never see them traveling.
1: Well, well, and also I feel like that 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 gets me thinking, and I thought this before is it makes time really hard to yes. figure out. Yeah, they don't really talk much about like it's been six weeks since the cobs right. was caught. Like. Is this whole thing unraveling in a few days? Is it over weeks? You know, how, like, what is the time frame we're working with here? Right.
0: I agree with you. Exactly.
1: Which I almost kind of like. I feel like sometimes if things pay too much attention to or spend too much energy on explaining how long things are, you kind of get, you can get lost in that. Yeah. Whereas now, because there is no sense of, it's been three weeks, it's been three months, it's just like. Things are happening. Things are happening. Pay attention to those things. Yeah.
0: Rather than the, the times character
1: moves, man. the choices they're making, and yeah. whether or not this is yesterday or two days ago, it yeah. doesn't really matter.
0: That's a good point. I it never that.
1: bothered me. I just was thinking about, I don't know how long this takes place over.
0: It it did slightly, but I mean, I thought about it like, oh, I've, now they're in Minnesota. Like, wow, I wonder, I wonder what airline they took. I wonder, like, what <laughs> <laughs> like, so they're flying United. Like, imagine them standing in like security line, like cutting to Jack and Will, standing in like the no, they have no, pre check for he, sure. He
1: he has like the show the badge to get through. Absolutely, there's no yeah, way right. Jack Crawford is ever. Waiting in security right. behind someone with a stroller, <laughs> like like I have a little baby. We have the car scene and everything and the go through security. I can't imagine Jack Crawford like standing two people behind, like holding his shoes in his hand. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right, or like taking out his like bag of <laughs> uh, toiletries.
1: Yeah. is this three ounces?
0: <sighs> no, it, it's not. Or it's when like...
1: you like forget, quote unquote, <laughs> as in I don't forget. I oh, hope no. I get past the security, oh, yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Are there any liquids in here?" And you're like, "Shh." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I I forgot to put him out of the thing. Oh, our
0: plane's about to. Could could we. I'm so. It won't happen again.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. So they're in Minnesota, and that's when we find out that Jack suspects um, Abigail Hobbs. Mm -hmm. That she was the bait. She was the accomplice. Mm -hmm. And Will immediately shoots this down.
0: Yeah. He said, oh, no. He killed alone.
1: He is way into deep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That he is, like. I keep, now, I kept having George Michael's father figure in my head with Will and Abigail. Jerry. I'm gonna be your father figure. Du- love du- love du- love. Du- because like he he and Hannibal both are like father figures to Abigail now, that they've been yes. this this responsibility. I mean Hannibal even says later, I feel a great deal of obligation. Yes. Um, because she's now an orphan. You saved her life and orphaned her at the same time. Yes. And that is a yeah. really difficult thing to grapple with. Yeah. Um so no
0: but I, I like yeah absolutely they, they feel obligation over over her but I'm also curious if like him killing Hobbes he like cracked open something in himself right like mm-hmm. and he's and he says over and over I feel Hobbes inside me like I I have a sense of him like did he sort of absorb just his paternalism from Hobbes just through that oh, act of killing him so now he feels partly as if he were Hobbes well so Hobbes' his whole feels... murder
1: sequence was about being a father they were absolutely he was killing like avatars of Abigail because Avatar. Abigail was yes. leading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely to, to stop him from doing something bad to her yeah um, he had to kill girls that looked just like interesting, him. so i'm I'm curious if it's part like yes, I feel bad for killing your father and now I feel obligation to watch her yeah. on will's part, um but also that like now I feel strangely we I have this empathetic like celestial connection between me and Garrett Jacob Hobbs, now. yeah, um but I might actually be your father, part of me on the inside. see, see.
1: I still think that Hobbs actually said C. We discussed that last episode. That is TBD.
0: I, well, it, I just, just like the I, big
1: bad in this episode,
0: we're never gonna find out if he really said C. I think I still have the I know I have the belief that he did not actually see that. but Okay,
1: that that's fine. Yeah. But there's that connection that he feels with with Garrett Jacob. Hobbs. Oh, absolutely. Also, I feel like the big a huge theme of this episode is. Um, the aftermath of Will killing someone for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: studied killers. He's inhabited the minds of mm-hmm. killers. Mm-hmm. And now he also is someone who killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge thing to unpack. Yeah, um,
0: and clearly Alana and Jack are worried about him because they confront him very. in his classroom.
1: The ambush? The ambush. Don't yeah. feel like an ambush, but it's an ambush. But
0: It's an ambush. ambush. coming. Uh, Jack's
1: here. Oh, Jack's uh, here.
0: Immediately. Right, uh, here he is. Um, yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, no, please. I have. I wrote. So I'm. I'm so thankful for for, for my wife to point this out. Um, this, but, but so this class scene. So when he teaches a class. This is how I caught Garrett Jacob Hobbs.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's when Alana comes in with the ambush with Jack. So right when Alana comes in, there uh, Will is like looking down, shuffling papers or something. There is this student, like a blonde girl who is, like, waiting, like, to ask him a question, and then Will is, like, obviously ignoring her. She hands, she stands there, and goes, okay, fuck it, and then just leaves. Ah, and then looks back know. at him, and then, like, leaves. Like, it's the most amazing, of... oh. which, like, I want to believe happens every class. He does oh, this yeah. amazing lecture on, like, what is your design, and he's, like, finishing up, and people are like, uh, Professor Graham, and he's yeah. just like, I don't, I don't, I don't the... oh. doesn't even acknowledge they exist. Oh, and he's no. like, Okay, I guess I'm going to leave. You said, this is not
0: social. I'm not here to talk to you. You're here to listen.
1: (laughs) Just that little, watch it again and like watch that scene. It's so funny. I will. That's hilarious. But that that whole class sequence tells us a lot uh, about um, Will. So he comes in and everyone's like, good job. Uh, Because he caught the bad guy. And he, please stop that. Stop Stop. it. Stop,
0: yeah. Anyway, straight um, to business.
1: Yeah, well, also, I think that goes back to, like, with the Freddie Lowndes thing, when he goes tasteless. I think he's like, it's inappropriate. I killed someone. Yeah. I caught a bad guy. Don't clap.
0: It's not time to celebrate. That's right.
1: like, just like after Bin Laden died, people were, like, shooting off fireworks and <sighs> chanting and cheering. <sighs> you both, like, that. It's like, yeah, he was a bad person, but celebrating that much after a death just feels wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no matter who died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Speaking of tasteless, I just have to talk about naked Freddie Lounge. <gasps> Wet. Oh. That's before this whole scene. We're going backwards now, but yeah, cuts yeah, from yeah, Abigail. Yeah,
0: George
1: because they, they found Freddie Lounge's hair in the Hall mm-hmm. of Antlers. Mm-hmm. Well, There's they found hair.
0: someone's hair. They didn't know at the time, but they were like, someone was here. We now then know later, yeah, it exactly. cuts
1: to Freddie Lounge because the show cuts to Freddie Lounge naked in a mm-hmm. hotel room like, still dripping, and mm-hmm. yet on her computer, which made me feel, like, dry off, like, that's... Yeah, that you're gonna could... ruin your MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it was a MacBook, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Okay. It was, like, as Apple. But she's <laughs> um, like,
0: posting photos of the crime scene that she Shrek's clearly nest. took. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I wrote, as someone with curly hair who has spent, um, honestly, the last 10 years of my life trying to figure out how to properly style curly hair, mm-hmm. Freddie Lowndes' hair is... Flawless. Is it? I need to know it looks her good. secret. Um, she's got perfect like coil. No, it it looks fantastic. It looks good. Um, so uh, the the hairstylist out there, if you're listening, the hairstylist for Hannibal, um, tell me what freddie nails you on her hair.
1: and tell me why you allowed Lawrence Fishburne to have a soul patch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: why it was more noticeable
1: this episode you mentioned it last episode and now i'm i I couldn't stop looking at that i don't like a black hole under his lip i don't
0: like seeing it
1: so he says no stop that and he goes this is how i caught garrett jacob hobbs i saw this i think it was someone on twitter when one of you fanables posted this and that blew my mind and then i saw it again the shot of garrett jacob hobbs lying there dead the bullet holes eerily resemble antler holes There's like four on each side in a straight line down, kind of like he was mounted on an antler. And I have to believe that that is purposeful.
0: That is, I did notice that they were sort of in a strange alignment, Mm -hmm. but wow, that is a great point. I
1: have to believe that that's purposeful.
0: I'm sold. Yeah. That's now canon to me.
1: I don't know what it means. I still can't fully crack the, like, deer antler meaning, like, what's the yeah. deep meaning behind it, except that, like, it's this through line.
0: Right. We see
1: our feathered deer again in this episode. Right. Um.
0: We, we, do, he talks a lot about hunting. Um, I mean, there's something to, like, deer hunt. I mean, there's a lot.
1: And then yeah. later, like, antler heads is a huge thing later in the show. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep unpacking that yeah. and noticing, we'll noticing that little, little through line of that. Um.
0: And then Jack has his great, he shouts another great line at the end of that scene. What is it?
1: So I can sleep at night. No, no, no. He goes,
0: I need my beauty yes, sleep. Yes, yes. Come on,
1: Jack. I need my beauty. No, Jack. He's Jack. Come on, Will. I need my beauty sleep. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I read that. I, I need my beauty sleep. Oh, man. Yeah. Whenever Lawrence Fishburne yells, I get so happy. Yes. It makes me so happy. It's, I love him so well, much. I
0: love him. I don't like that soul patch, but I love when he shouts. Ugh. Um, okay, yeah, so that the I Need My Beauty Sleep is the end of that, of that scene, pretty much. And that scene was basically to serve as, like, you know, Jack wants him to um, talk to, like, have a psych Yeah. So that he can get so his beauty sleep.
1: It's very clear that Jack wants this psych like, eval to be a rubber stamp, though. He doesn't really oh yeah give a shit as long as will is able to be serviceable right and alana again i I think alana is looking out for will's best interest i've gotten pushback from you you don't like alana from my wife last night thinks that alana's trying to manipulate him Mm. I, i don't see it yet and i'm open to it but i what i'm vibing is that she's honestly like you're unstable this is messing with you being in these crime scenes you're in too deep with abigail like yeah. She goes unless you don't want to be in the field. Like she's trying to give him an out, oh, yeah. and like I'm still vibing that she's look trying to look after his best interest in the sense of his sanity.
0: Well, I I have thoughts on Alana that um that sort of come up later whenever they yes. run into each other again at the hospital. So I want to
1: okay, we'll table that for when they get yeah. the hospital. We'll table that. For I'm later. curious to know what your thoughts are about that when she yeah, reads well, her the book. Okay,
0: uh, We'll get in. okay, um, it's just gonna make more sense if I talk about it then. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on to what Hannibal's office.
1: Yes. Hannibal's office, they're talking, um, it's kind of the therapy quote unquote. Yeah,
0: that well Hannibal's Therapy starts, doesn't work on me. And he, well. he signs he signs the paper and he says, Here you go, here's your psychobal. clean bill yeah, of health. It's bullshit. Sound great. And he's like, are you rubber stamping me? Like, what's happening? Clearly, Hannibal's willing to move past this bureaucratic bullshit that Jack wants him to do. Clearly, Mm -hmm. Jack wants the rubber stamp. Hannibal's willing to move past it because he's interested in Will truly, who he truly is. Yeah. And he needs to get past this idea. He needs to let Will think that he's not really psychoanalyzing him. Yes. There's like this... Yes. There's something else. It's
1: a tactic, I think, to, to both be... To build trust, mm-hmm. to build that therapeutic alliance, as we say in the business, <laughs> um, which is a huge,
0: yeah,
1: huge. There's been research shown that, there, that that the kind of pa- patient-therapist alliance. And that that relationship is the biggest predictor for success in therapy. Beyond what you're doing in therapy, beyond the technique they use, if I trust this person and I'm really on board with what they're gonna yeah, do, yeah. that is the biggest predictor. Nice. Um, and so I think that was definitely a move that Hannibal did to, to to strengthen that trust. Absolutely. He's like, listen, I know this is bullshit. I know that if I don't sign this right now, you're gonna not cooperate right, you're because you think I'm trying to, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. check boxes. Here, it stamps. I don't care about it. Yep. Let's talk.
0: Let's, right, let's just talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're so right. Um and it Will at this point is up on Hannibal's sort of upper balcony <sighs> bookcase area,
1: which has like speaking of we never see them traveling. It has a really <laughs> steep ladder Yes. that I desperately wanted to see Will Graham just like able <laughs> up.
0: yeah right we never see him get get his ass up there he just or down or down awkward going
1: down maybe good if you got a book in your hand how do you go down do you have the book under your armpit and as you're climbing down it's
0: like trying to get up and down to like um uh fuck what is that what is that space above your house called attic Attic. (laughs) i like attic ladder um okay anyway but i when him him up there i thought okay Hannum was probably usually up there, mm-hmm. which is a pretty predatory space. And I thought about that because, um, so uh, we went to college together. We yes. um, attended a, a frat party or two. I can probably say I literally attended two frat parties in my entire career. Were they at
1: my fraternity? Uh, probably not. No. Yeah. No,
0: actually, I did go to one. I went to a date night or a date party for your fraternity. Okay. Um, but it was different than like a real frat party that I went to for I don't fraternity. Got it. And it was a fraternity that had sort of a, um, a your typical sort of dance floor, or drinking area below, and a like a raised area, sort of balcony ish, huh. that the frat members would stand on and overlook at the at the partygoers.
1: Really interesting. And, and it was yeah, all yeah, yeah. men
0: up there, and it was of course mostly women down on the balcony. And I thought, oh wow, Jesus, this is. I felt just utterly uncomfortable and felt like I was being preyed yeah, on yeah. pretty much. Um, and so that that reminded me of this scene of, like, Hannibal, I'm sure, goes up there, probably not while he's with a patient, but, like, I can imagine him being up there if he needed to have the upper hand if someone was, like, coming to...
1: Interesting. And yet, Will is up there. Will is up there when, now. When Hannibal's very much a predator.
0: Yes. Yes. Interesting. I just thought it was a predatory space. I don't know. I'm like I'm yeah, sure yeah, how yeah. he uses that in the Oh future. yeah, totally. Um, and yet
1: Hannibal was totally at ease with it, which I think speaks to the yeah. he's still the master of his environment. Yeah, yeah. Always in control. Yeah,
0: always. Absolutely.
1: Um so we have that sequence and then it cuts to the kids in the woods who find our kind of what unleashes the main plot of this episode? Mm. I bet it's marijuana. I bet it, it's, so it's mushrooms. Marijuana. I bet it's like it's like a fern. I know. I bet it. I bet it's marijuana. It's definitely marijuana plant. <laughs> <laughs> poor kid. And we see dead bodies that are being grown. Like mushrooms are growing out of it. Tubes into them. This creepy field. Which is, just, I creepy. love this sequence because it's very, it's it's gross and it's it, beautifully it's shot. Disturbing. And the score. This is when I really started noticing the score of this show, which is wonderfully scored, because it has that like xylophone, vibraphone, like, yeah. and it cuts out silent. Yeah, yeah. very much the crescendos. Yeah. Um, that Beautiful. was very unsettling. That xylophony sound.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's nothing but unsettling. Just in, in again, whatever. I'm watching ahead, and I thought many times like you can clearly tell he's not using like um a piano for this piece. Like he's he found a like old stick uh-huh. and a piece of plastic that yeah. fell off a truck, and he's like but like making yeah. all these weird um just strange, unnatural noises that are very deeply unsettling.
1: What's that? Thing was ASMR, AMSR yeah. that like is yeah. like noise that's supposed to like like soothe you on like a visceral level. Yeah, this like is like reverse really that.
0: Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Instead of being like, "uh, oh, soothe," mm, by the sound good. you're like unsettled by it. Does
0: that work on you? That ASMR? I've
1: never done it. No, I would love to, but I is there like certain sounds work on certain people? And I think um, I'm too lazy to figure out what's my I just think what's it's, my yeah, noise. Some
0: sounds work better than others. Some people prefer one sound or, or yeah. I've never another. done it. I don't think it works on me. I've listened to a few really videos. It's like people people whispering close to a microphone, oh, and it's find like,
1: that like horrible. No, yeah, you know, whispering it makes give me you like a tingle. Yes, your y- yes, whispering like that, like oh my god, that makes me really unsettled. Mm. Also, like videos of like things happening really slowly. Like someone, I can't remember what it was. Someone on Facebook posted a video of like a crab molting and it was like slowly pulling itself out of its shell and oh. because it wasn't like time-lapse where it happened fast. It was like oh. pull,
0: it's pull, time pull. lapse
1: I got like viscerally, like I couldn't watch <laughs> it. More. I don't I, hate I, that.
0: No, no that it It was just happening
1: so slowly. Like, oh, I wanted okay. to come out so and it was happening it. really slowly coming out of its shell that I was just like, Ugh. it just made me really uncomfortable.
0: You know what makes me really uncomfortable is the time-lapse of like things decaying. There's like a time lapse of like a fox decaying in the woods or something. Interesting.
1: They had that with the fungus in this episode.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> they sure did. Um, and I, I, it's almost unbearable. I had a really hard time yeah. looking at the screen this episode for, <laughs> for those like mushroom people. Oh, yeah. Really.
1: Oh, there's some gross stuff in this episode.
0: Did you ever see... Okay, I'll tell you exactly what it reminded me of and probably why I'm so traumatized now. Maybe mm, ten to fifteen years ago, there was like a History Channel special about a man who had like tr- tr- trees for hands. It was what? It was just like the man with tree hands or something like what that.
1: What are you talking about? He
0: didn't actually. <laughs> he didn't actually. I am like Groot. He did Right. It wasn't a group, um precisely. He. D- it wasn't actually trees, but he had like. a a dermatological like mutation that made his skin like have all these like blisters on it that looked like tree bark.
1: Oh, Uh gross.
0: Precisely. And so I watched that when I was like maybe 12 or 13. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Jack's like maybe considering barfing. Um, So I watched that when I was like 12 or 13. And I swear to God, I could not look at my own hands for like a month. I was so shook by it. And so that's really stuck with me.
1: Well, that's like that that like like holes make me uncomfortable. Oh
0: yes, you know that yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Photoshop of that like there's that plant that uh-huh. has those like holes. And there's that thing of like photoshopping that plant onto someone's hand, <gasps> that I want to die when I, I see that. Oh my gosh! I and there
0: can't was that Grey's
1: Anatomy episode where that person had those like scabs that were like ten feet long, oh, I don't and they cut open anything. one, and like live spiders <gasps> came out of the guy's like scabs. Again, nightmare okay. material, okay. guys. <laughs> Oh, that oh! Really? You think Hannibal's gross? <laughs> Don't worry, audience.
0: Watch Grey's Anatomy. Now available. On... No, listen, to the ethical butchers.
1: You'll be grossed out enough.
0: <laughs> okay, so yes, I had a really, really hard time watching this scene where they discovered the, the mushroom
1: people. So you didn't like when they peeled off that person's mouth? Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? That was not my favorite part. I gotta say
1: <laughs> that felt unnecessary.
0: Absolutely, right. Put them in a you body bag. Why are
1: you gonna peel their mouth off?
0: Yeah, just move them and figure it out later. Don't pull their mouth off.
1: And then that one's still alive.
0: And he grabs Will's arm. It's like that like scene in
1: Seven when the person's like been like starved to death in yeah, the bed. Was like, awesome. ah! <laughs> that was gross. That was gross. <laughs> I love that movie though.
0: Love oh the yeah, dogs. love
1: that movie. Um, that's very akin to Hannibal, by the way. Seven. It's like
0: yeah. similar
1: yeah. vibes. Yeah, I think you were expecting to see Garrett Jacob Hobbs on the yeah. slab again. Yeah, um, okay. I love the CSI crew. I love, I uh-huh. love the three of them in there in in the woods with the just all three of them hanging out.
0: Yeah, and Katz was like, "Did you find any shiitakes?" <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it, and that's when we see Freddie Lowndes again. She'd be creeping.
0: Oh, my gosh, she'd be creeping. She'd be lying to the police, which is not illegal. So she says whenever Jack comes back to nail her, she's like, "You can't arrest me for lying because she lied. Oh yeah, that she was one of the boys' moms.
1: Could this be a good time before we really dive into the kill the mushroom killer to dive into costumes?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. this could
1: be a good time for yeah. costume. I mean I had some notes about what the CSI crew were wearing, what Freddie was wearing, and I have some notes previously, and I think it's gonna be a good Did time you? before we really dive into, Great. you know, our killer. To talk about costumes. Great. So, we we've talked about having a theme song for this segment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Melina was like, uh, you can do it." Yeah. So, <laughs> so without, so I'm gonna, you know, have no instruments by me, but we're just gonna do a thing. Okay. So this is the costume Richard's segment. Not too long. To my costume. <laughs> costumes. What's he wearing? Ah. Uh. I think that was good. We'll we'll do something else for episode three.
0: <laughs> okay. That was great.
1: Thank you. Uh, and I'll do it when we close this segment out, so that way we know it's over. Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, just because we don't want to confuse people. Um, um,
1: yes. Yeah, so, so, Hannibal was wearing, in the first scene with Hannibal, was wearing a beautiful blue shirt.
0: Beautiful blue, blue,
1: was it a shirt? Plaid shirt, plaid suit.
0: Suit, right, yeah.
1: Blue, turquoise-y, kind of pair shirt. And yeah, a paisley, paisley tie. I Again...
0: I wrote classy.
1: My mom wrote a text to me last night. She goes, "You have to talk about how Hannibal ties his knots. <laughs> his oh, tie knot, giant." And I was like, "Don't worry, we're on it."
0: He has the widest spread T-shirt. The collar spread on his shirt is mm-hmm. as wide as possible. Yeah, and then giant,
1: giant knots.
0: Again, as I said in episode one, that's where your strong is.
1: That so, is where your power lies. That's lines. where your, that's power where your strong is.
0: Yeah, sorry. Have you seen the movie Room? With uh, Allison, With Brie Larson? Brie Larson. No,
1: I've seen The Room with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> often confused. Uh, often confused. Uh, no, sorry. That's like they say that oh, in The Oh, hi, room. Hannibal.
1: <laughs> that's The Room.
0: Crossover, crossover. <laughs> um, huge, beautiful tie knot. Perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Perfect suit. I just wrote classy. That looks I had no, good. I, I had a lot of qualms with his outfits in episode one. I feel no. I feel perfectly fine with his, with that beautiful suit. He's
1: wearing red at some point later. There was Either one the cut to...
0: I thought he was wearing the same thing with dinner with Jack.
1: Dinner with Jack is when he's wearing his second suit, which is the gorgeous. That's the best. The pinstripe shirt, uh,
0: maybe with
1: um, his red paisley. It's just a. It's a really great, great look. Um, red is a big color in this. Oh, in it's, this an, show. it's in everything. Speaking it's in everything.
0: Of, do we have? Do you have any more Hannibal notes before I uh, like transition?
1: <laughs> I was thinking that last week. He, last episode, there was only one time when he wasn't wearing a third piece. Either he was no tie, he was always wearing a tie this show, yep. no tie with a sweater and mm-hmm, a jacket, mm-hmm. or tied v- three-piece suit. Yep. And then there was that one time he was wearing just jacket and tie, and it was weird. I think he's <laughs> always wearing a three-piece suit.
0: In this episode, yeah.
1: He has jacket off when he's serving dinner to Jack, Correct. and then he puts his jacket on to sit down. But of Classy. course. Classy. Got- <laughs> and his lapels are always peak lapels, which is, like, very powerful. Yes. It's a big power move also. Big.
0: Telling you, man, it's any chance he can get to exert some sort of power or like manipulate oh, it looks power. So good. In the there's like a lot of manipulation going on in his um, dinner scene with Jack. But
1: oh yeah, okay. so we, I think it's all of Hannibal's outfits.
0: Okay, so you were speaking okay. of red, and speaking of red, no one does red better in this episode than Freddie Lounds. All
1: red. I wrote that big red.
0: All red. Everything. <laughs>
1: it's the hair. She's a ginger.
0: It's the hair. What do I? Have? Okay, I wrote plaid. Red plaid coat. Red pleather dress. I'm pretty sure it was. Ple- I think it was some sort of leather. It had a sheen to it. Mm-hmm. Red lace tights. And oh like yeah. Red high heeled booties. Is
1: that the scene when she's pretends to be Mrs. Millard or whatever, mm-hmm. and like goes to the office, and he knows Hannibal knows immediately.
0: immediately
1: yeah. That is a beautifully shot scene because. They sit down
0: yeah, yeah. on this
1: blue couch, gorgeous blue-green blue green couch. Stark
0: in contrast to the very like stark brown contrast, and black and red, red,
1: red, red. And Hannibal goes, "Sit by me," and yeah. just taps
0: the But he sits in the middle of the sofa. Oh and yeah, says, sit forcing by me. forcing
1: her to be really close to him. Yeah, um, I love the way that shot was framed and the color of their red outfits yeah. and that that blue couch, that blue couch. beautifully shot. That was
0: really great. Um, and then, oh, I had a note about Alana's outfit
1: the pencil skirt
0: the pencil skirt I wrote very 2008 she's wearing a pencil skirt a like wrap shirt and this chunky belt
1: it was a big belt that got thinner at the buckle
0: yeah that's a very like 2008
1: move I know what you Um, mean
0: I wasn't a fan fan. no
1: I I wasn't a fan of it Um, so the CSI crew in, in the woods the young guy is that Zeller I can't remember what the old guy's name is he was wearing a beautiful orange sweater that popped. Mm. And then Katz and the other young guy were wearing leather jackets.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. Only time yep.
1: Freddie wasn't wearing red was that scene also in this peacoat. Yeah. That was tied yeah. around the waist, and it kind of went out, Mary yeah. po- like Mary Poppins style yeah. was out at the skirt she of the peacoat.
0: brown leather coat whenever she was leaving her hotel room and she's like confronted by the police officer that she tricked.
1: When Jack has her like face down on the bed, when no. they burst in. No, oh, she's later.
0: leaving the next day. Yes. And she gets, she's like going downstairs with her coffee. Yes. She's wearing like a brown leather. Yes, something yes. like
1: that. Can we talk about what she's wearing for, I don't know, an hour in the scene <clears throat> when Jack uh, comes in and <laughs> oh, confronts yeah. her in the motel? Yeah. First of all, talk about power move. He bursts in the door. Right. Tapes t- down to the face on the bed. Like uh, zip, ties. zip ties her hands. And he comes mm-hmm. in z- like... Yeah, they're like um, all clear. All like clear. clear. Oh, that, that whole sequence. And she's wearing a poncho, question mark? <laughs> a zebra? Red? It's like a tie-dye... I don't know what was happening. It was
0: like a tie-dye momo or something? <laughs> <A> <laughs> it was line. a house dress. <laughs> a tie-dye, yeah, a house dress of sorts. Uh, it's I have dress. it written
1: down somewhere. And of course, none of my notes make any, sen- any sense. Not. Oh, Yeah. It, 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 it's it's an absolute mess what she's wearing. Freddie Motel tie-dye shirt, question mark? And then I wrote, this, this guy's a rat? Oh, my God. um Yeah, that shirt was bonkers. And then Alana had the heels in the wrap dress in the hospital. And she <laughs> shot on the heels. She took her heels off because Will was sleeping and having this nightmare. And she was taking my little sensible pumps off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, to be sneaky. Mm-hmm.
1: Jack's again, Jack again is wearing all dark all the time. All dark. Just dark red tie, dark shirt, dark suit, very, yeah. just nothing really flashy about him at all.
0: No.
1: I like Will's jacket, actually. He's he, he's Mr. Plat Mr. Flannel.
0: A lot of flannel. But he really has that,
1: like, green, like, field jacket.
0: Yes. I, it looks good. It looks nice, right? It's it's suitable. I, I think I also noted in one of his flashbacks to him shooting Garrett Jacob that he and Hobbs are wearing similar shirts. Interesting. Um, sort of like a gray button-up, gray flannel button-up huh. sort of situation. I didn't they're notice not that. They're not exactly the same, but they're close enough that it was like, it seemed to be a purposeful costume design choice.
1: Interesting. I didn't notice that. Hmm. I wish I had clocked what Gretchen Speck, the girl who was in the trunk of the car in the dirt, was wearing.
0: Oh, um, it she was... Uh, it was Revealing. Revealing. Her yeah. bosoms were... High and tight. Hello, Mamacita. Oh, well, she's
1: just just newly divorced. She's on the market. Well,
0: she said, and and allow me to quote. She said, lost the hyphen, kept,
1: kept the ring. ring.
0: And I said, yes, honey. Yeah,
1: Gretchen Speck is killing it. She's nailing it. So, so this seems like we're transferring back over. Okay. Any more costumes? Any more outfits? Jack, Jackalana, Will, Hannibal. Not
0: that I can remember. Freddie
1: Lounds is Bonkers smock. Um, oh, Tie dye. What that well, was? Who the fuck knows? All right, so now we close our uh, out our... Yep. W- that was costumes. What was he wearing?
0: Flawless. Flawless. Love it. Couldn't <laughs> love it more. Um, uh, great, so you'll be doing that every time. Yep. Okay, um, so yes. Uh, let's transition to the pharmacy. I want to be cognizant of time as well. hmm So they come to realize that um, the... Mushroom people are being uh, fed sugar. Because sugar.
1: they're diabetic.
0: That's right. So they're being put into a diabetic coma and kept slightly alive for a while and then just allowed to decompose. Yeah. So it, then we transition to, I don't know, they realize or the audience is supposed to realize that this is a pharmacist that is choosing these people. Because like, oh, he
1: no, he's swapping out their insulin for something, out their for something else. He's swapping out their
0: insulin for something else. Um Gretchen Speck. Innocence. Is Sorry. That what you said? I mean maybe also that. Their insulin. Um lost the hyphen, kept the ring. Yas, honey, keep it up. Um, but that's actually like I thought that was genius. A pharmacist would actually make a good person to mur- a, a, be a, a good murderer.
1: Date of birth, he knows your age, he knows, he knows, knows your medic. Day. He can fuck with your meds. Yeah. Like I I take meds every day. Um yeah, and if someone if someone swapped it. Oh yeah. I Pop it open, reach in, take my two pills at night, and yeah. don't even look at it.
0: No, yeah, right. If
1: there was, like, a psychopath in the pharmaceutical place of CVS, I could totally... could see that. could see
0: Oh, that easily yeah. I could oh, yeah, be yeah, murdered yeah. by that person. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and insulin is this liquid. It's clear. So you, right. it isn't like a pill that, like, looks different.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Smart.
1: So, so this guy is looking for some kind of connection because fungus is like a brain. That was this whole amazing scene with Hannibal. Um um, with the is that what your is that what your farmer is looking for? I keep, they kept calling him your farmer. Yeah. Is yes. that what your farmer is looking for? Some God, I can't do Hannibal. It know. sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Some sort of connection, like I, the fungus connects. And is that what he's looking yeah, for? in he's a way that connect. humans can't. Human but connection. but but Will can. But will,
0: oh yeah, who says that? Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal's like helping yeah. Will draw the but line. But you
1: can. This is when it gets a bit more obvious to me that Hannibal is like, poking at Will and is trying mm-hmm. to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck with his head.
0: Yeah, this is back in their office or something, right? That they're having Yeah, it's like the second therapy yeah. sequence. Yeah.
1: Um, Will has some great lines during the, like, the, the light pendulum sequence. Yeah. He's alive, but he'll never be conscious again. And he doesn't need him to know he's, the killer doesn't need him to know he's dying, or I don't need him to know he's yeah. dying. Which, yeah. I, which I love that, like. Yeah. Because I guess some killers would, like, the the act of them knowing that they're dying is like, like the thrill gets them of that. Right, exactly. Whereas that doesn't matter for no, because
0: they're the fertilizer guy. for all intents and purposes. It's about the mushrooms. It's about the connection.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we learned that it, it, it's a pharmacist, Gretchen Speck. Um, speaking of names, Gretchen Speck is quite the name. Our pharmacist, yeah. our murderer is named Eldon Stamets.
0: Stamets. Yes.
1: Eldon Stamets, which is quite the name.
0: There's a lot of beautiful names in here. Um,
1: Which is a, it's a skill.
0: Naming? Naming characters, yeah, absolutely. And some of them are, like, obviously taken from the book. So, like, the original writer, like, you know, Alana Bloom was actually Alan Bloom. And, like... Wow. Yeah, Progressive. It was a man Hashtag the, feminism. All day. Um, and then there's, like, some other characters where, like, their name in the show is, like, an anagram of their name in the book or something like that. Like, oh. there's... So there's... But anyway, Stamets is it. Is a brilliant name. I don't know where it came from, but great job.
1: Before we dive more into the end part when they find out that it's Stamets and get him, we have to talk about Hannibal's dinner sequence with Jack.
0: Yes. This is the the
1: first time that Hannibal is serving someone dinner in the show.
0: And the transition is brilliant because it comes off of his scene with Freddie Lowndes Mm -hmm. when they're sitting on the couch and he takes her purse and he says, You've been incredibly rude, Mrs. Lowndes. Now, what are we going to do about that?
1: Which sounds like a sex. Oh, mm hmm. Yeah, so he's going to pull out a
0: cat of nine tails and like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Although it's interesting, yes. So it cuts from that to like a meat being slathered in a Cumberland sauce of red fruits.
0: Yes, but it just looks like a like red, like liquidy red, and it's a clearly cooked meat. And he's like, this Mm -hmm. is loin. And Jack's like, what kind of loin? What kind? Pork. It's really a transition, because, like, your mind's supposed to be like, oh, it's funny because he eats people, and, like, this could be a person. And I
1: guess if you've never seen it before, you could think that that was Freddy.
0: Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, which is not... It's interesting. I guess Hannibal doesn't always kill the rude people immediately. mm And he sees the the utility in her.
0: Right. I was going to say, he uses her pretty effectively as the series goes on. Yeah, so he, he understands
1: he, her benefit. She's rude, she's crass, but she serves a purpose.
0: Um his dining room
1: is amazing amazing the the greenery up the wall
0: oh yeah that's right. it looks like a little jungle back there it's
1: amazing
0: wow shouts out to the scenic designers beautiful really really great i've lost my
1: place in my notes my mom used to cook what she called oriental noodles (laughs) spaghetti bouillon cubes spam and soy sauce that, is, that sounds like the saltiest thing I've ever oh, had in mind. Can you imagine? Bouillon soy cubes. So- soy sauce, uh-huh. Spam, and bouillon and cubes. bouillon
0: cubes. It's all sodium. That's just, just pure sodium and oh, tomatoes.
1: That's so disgusting.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I was very thin as a youngster. Like, yeah, and probably, like, I don't know, water-deprived,
1: too. And you had, like, a triple bypass at age 14. All <laughs> yeah. that salt you're eating. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Um, yeah, that... that and he talks about, oh, you know, uh, you treat Will like a broken pony. This whole, like, broken pony, have you ever lost a pony conversation? Yeah. Yeah, that's just interesting. Will, like, Hannibal trying to figure out if Jack is worried about Will because he really needs to be worried about, or if Jack's just being extra cautious because he's lost agents before.
1: What was Jack's reaction when he says, um, have you ever lost another? Pony, We know later, spoiler alert, that Jack has lost somebody. It's not like a major. I'm not revealing who yet. But Jack has lost a former person. He
0: says pretty much that. He goes, oh, are you... If you're asking if I've ever lost another agent, then the answer is yes, I
1: have. He said yes. I couldn't remember what his response was. I know Jack kind of like... Like, um, like Gave some kind of nonverbal response that we, the audience, would pick up on, but he didn't necessarily say it. He says yes,
0: and then that's when he's like... Uh, like, who exactly are you
1: psychoanalyzing? Like, I'm uh-huh. not here to. <laughs> Cheers! Why? We've talked about your mother. Why, <laughs> Why stop, stop there? there? I, loved
0: that. I was like, good fucking point. You've already
1: mentioned your mom. Hannibal can be charming as hell. Like, Jack is Absolutely. smitten. He's a smitten kitten.
0: <laughs> smitten with Hannibal? Yeah.
1: yeah. He gives that, like, Lawrence Fishburneian, like, giggle. And then mm. they, like, yeah, clink like, glasses. <laughs> good, <laughs> good point. <laughs> and he loves the food. Like, that's going to be a thing oh, when, like, yeah. whenever Hannibal cooks for Jack, Jack is like, oh, so good. Well,
0: I you, well, you remember what he said, right, when they sat down. And he was like, oh, I, it's, uh, I don't get to have dinner with my wife very often. Or, like, my wife's, we're always working, so we don't get to have dinner very often together. Mm-hmm. And Hannibal goes, well, you know, invite her over. I'd love to have you both for dinner.
1: Yes. <laughs> the phrasing of that is very pointed. Obviously. I'd love to have you both for dinner. Okay, so that was when we then we find out after that scene that it is uh, a diabetic, it's a pharmacist, our man Eldon Stamets. Um, and he was tipped off because Freddie Lowndes wrote an article about Will.
0: Yes, that Katz had a hard time reading because it was, I guess, didn't paint Will in a very. It, it was that it takes one to know one article.
1: Do you think she got that information from Hannibal? That she got the info about Will after, what can we do with that? What can we do with you?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I didn't get that sense. I got okay. the sense that she got all her intel from that like local police officer that she sort of scammed at the crime
1: scene. But I thought that was all about the the mushroom murderer.
0: No, she goes, no, her first question is, oh, you're right. who's that man over there?
1: You're right, you're right, you're and right. And he
0: goes, oh, that's FBI profiler and he's uh, da da da.
1: And then our CSI guy gives her more information, which I'm... we find out after that, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, okay.
1: That's when Hannibal's wearing a red shirt. Sorry about the questions, because oh, yeah. if Freddie wrote an article about Will, it cuts to Hannibal wearing a dark red shirt reading the article on his tablet like right? oh, you yeah. are naughty Miss Lowndes oh, and then it cuts yes. away
0: I've got to say the Hannibal fandom loves that scene when really? he says that I've seen a lot of like gifs <laughs> of him being like you are naughty mr Lowndes like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean no no,
1: no um, <laughs> not gonna, that would be crass and Hannibal is not that no, kind of a crass no. individual
0: okay I want I really desperately want to move on to mm-hmm. um, the first time Will is at the hospital um, and he, this is whenever he's sleeping, but he is dreaming about, he sees the raven stag. Yep. Um. I
1: like th- Is that a term that you just coined? Or is that no, a term in I the fandom? That is in the
0: fandom. Yeah. Great, the
1: raven stag.
0: Yeah, because it's like half bird, half, it has feathers on it. It's a stag with,
1: gris. that's a band name. <gasps> oh, yeah, let me write that down. So we've got field kabuki, we've got plain but pretty. Yeah. Which is a total like, like, Band, ba- band name oh absolutely and as is Ravenstag. Ravenstag. which is like a metal band yeah. name
0: yes yes Plain But
1: Pretty is like Bright Eyes oh emo Plain But Pretty
0: yeah or like um, oh man I'm just whatever yes you're yeah. right, you're right. Um, I don't have to be right <laughs> no no you're right I, I 100% agree I was going to try to think of another example but I didn't listen to that kind of music right I enough, didn't so. either yeah no
1: I just know of that I'm not really an emo kid oh, it wasn't oh. my wasn't my scene no
0: me neither um, okay, so he's at the hospital. He's he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, Alana comes in, takes her little shoes off. She sits down and she's reading. She's reading Flannery O'Connor. Yeah. She's reading specifically, and I had to look this up because I was like, this has to be significant. Anytime yeah. like, someone's reading a book in a you, show. I didn't, I didn't look it up. She's reading A Good Man is Hard to Find by Flannery O'Connor. And the fandom, like, went crazy about this because mm-hmm. it's, it's very, like, pointedly... It, so if you don't look it up, you're thinking, oh, she's just reading a book to a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's specifically an Easter egg because the story is about a family um, that's killed by a notorious sil- serial killer and his two friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so everyone's like, why would she be reading this to her? Um, it doesn't make any sense, like, narratively. No. But, um, it's just sort of a, like, little... Just
1: a little uh, special. Interesting.
0: Special drop in for the very the fans. interesting,
1: huh? Yeah. Can speaking of Abigail in the, in the hospital, why is she in a hospital in Baltimore? I get that she's probably in FBI custody, but that doesn't necessarily answer my question. Because then wouldn't she therefore be in a hospital in Quantico or somewhere near Quantico, Virginia? Why is she in a hospital in Baltimore um, and not in like a hospital in Minnesota?
0: maybe Baltimore has better hospitals.
1: The Mayo Clinic is in Minnesota. <laughs> the best oh, hospitals in the right. country. That's right. That's right. You can be at the Mayo I, Clinic. I
0: absolutely think when she's in FBI custody or they need her close. Yeah. If she's, especially if Jack thinks that she's going to be a suspect, she's probably a flight risk and so they don't want her to be far. Um, I can't explain the difference between Quantico Hannibal, and Hannibal and lives
1: Baltimore. in Baltimore. Yes. Doesn't he ever like sign for her and like take custody for her? I wonder if that's because hmm. of that. Because he was there when know. she, I don't know, I was just, I no, was thinking about good, that. It makes sense thought. to have her close for the story of the movie. Yeah. I mean, movie, Jesus Christ. <laughs> for the story of the show. Yeah. But I just wondered that. Yeah. Like, all this happened, happened in Minnesota, why wouldn't she be in a right. hospital there?
0: presumably wouldn't, well, it's a federal, I was going to say, wouldn't she be tried in the state, but it's a federal crime, I guess. If they're getting the FBI involved, it must be a federal crime. Yeah. Her her father's murder. So. For her father's
1: murder. I was going to she wasn't charged or anything yet.
0: Um... <clears throat> Okay, so here's here's where I thought about my uh, my issue with Alana that I, I mentioned earlier. I was gonna bring it. I was gonna come back on, and how she's so genuinely genuinely concerned about Will and his well-being, mm-hmm. but why? Because in this interaction, after he wakes up and they're talking, they talk about how they've never been in the room alone together. Yeah, that was weird. And presumably, never had a private conversation where it was only just the two of them in a room. So I'm thinking, how. Why are you so invested in Will and his well-being?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because in the first episode, she like is like, I refuse to do a psych eval on him. I shouldn't yeah. be the one. Right. And so that kind of led me to believe in an earlier when he was like, pending a psych eval, and he goes, well, you do my eval a lot. He goes, uh, Hannibal Lecter will be more objective. Right. I always thought there was some kind of a history with the two of them. And then the line about we've never been in a room together alone is like, wh- Wait, wh- what? what's the history? Right.
0: So I have this issue with. There's another. There's another character in this in this show that I have a similar issue with, but I worry that Alana. Oh, I think it's Jack's wife. Alana hmm. to hmm. me just seems to be um, a narrative tool hmm. to. To be a sort of objective, seemingly objective person, or like a third person outside of Jack and Will and Hannibal, I guess a fourth person, to let us know, or make sure the audience knows that Will is not Interesting. well. Interesting. Yeah. What is like her that motivation? That seems to be her only purpose: is to like reinforce the fact that Will is like not an okay person, although he's like worthy of being cared about. Like he's not, you know, he's not terrible and cold. Like obviously, if Alana cares about him, then we as an audience are supposed to care about him.
1: Interesting. So like beyond that, what is her motivation? Right. What, what is, drives her? What and like why is she, she there beyond right. just to be a, a tool for right. the story to help us kind of, like Will and care for him? Oh, interesting. Exactly. That's interesting.
0: That's my thought, and I have this. I have the same sort of, of course, when we get to, um, Gina Torres, the beautiful Gina Torres, Jax, uh, who plays Jax's oh, wife. Love her. Um, I have the same sort of issue with her as well. I feel like she's just a narrative tool. Okay. Um, unfortunately. I'm not gonna I'm,
1: I'm not gonna no. dispute you on that, no.
0: I mean we'll see. we'll we'll just see how it plays out. I mean, obviously Alana she has an interesting arc as the series goes on, and so you know, that we'll see how her role changes. Yeah. Um
1: This is when Stamets ices that ex cop. Point blank.
0: Oh yeah. He confronts
1: Freddie and He's like, yeah. "I didn't tell you half that shit in this story. I've been suspended." She's like, "Oh, you're gonna be fired." Oh
0: right. She is mm-hmm. a villain.
1: Oh. She is like, "Oh, you're gonna lose your job. Don't worry about She's it."
0: She's done this before. There, yeah, because
1: he said that. She goes, "There's some. I can get you a job in private security. Mm-hmm. It pays a lot better." He's like, "Oh, you've gotten other cops fired." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yeah, t- yeah. like anyway, NBD. Right, I don't right. give a shit." <laughs> right. Like, and then boom, yeah. Stamets <laughs> walks up it just blows his head that off. truly surprised me. Yeah, I that forgot about that. It actually
0: really surprised me when, when that happened. I was like, "Oh, I forgot that happened." Yeah. Because
1: he's like this murderer who like slowly kills them with the mushroom. You don't necessarily think is he capable of shooting someone in the fucking oh, head. yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he goes, w- "Who's Will Graham?" or something like that. And he's yeah. like, "I've been I read your article, Who's Will Graham?"
1: And Freddie's like, "I told him everything."
0: I wrote the, I was like, "Why would she tell him Everything
1: he's got a gun, he's killed the guy. But why not? she's a just survivor. Be like... No, self-interest is her main motivation. Self-interest and yeah. her article, it's it's all self-interest. So he's got a gun, he blows away the cop. She's like, I have no reason not to tell you anything about about Will. You just got you just blew this guy's head off. You're a murderer. Okay. Like you're the mushroom murderer. I'm not gonna not tell you anything. Think you could think I'm lying and like Trade shoot mine. me or like torture me. No 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 no. But... Fine. I'll tell you. I don't care. Ugh. Like
0: no, I can absolutely say that, and honestly, maybe if that was me, I would probably do the same goddamn thing. But I, my alternate theory is, does does Freddie need Will Graham to sort of like? I'm assuming people have been like really reading her blog now. I don't know how popular her blog her blog was before, but like yeah, talking I don't know. about Will Graham, like maybe that's a big cash cow for her.
1: I was thinking, yeah, good clicks on Tattle Crime.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Like, why not be like, oh, okay, yeah, Will, he's um. He actually went on a road trip up to Jersey City, and uh, anyway, I've got to go. And that way he's like, I'm off to Jersey City, like da-da-da. And you get to save Will and save yourself. Like, why tell the truth? Interesting. Maybe she's not quick on her feet. Yeah, because
1: then he goes for Abigail Hobbs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's
1: like, Will, I thought you would understand me.
0: Yeah, right. This is like
1: the C kind of thing. Like, he's like, I thought you would see. Mm -hmm. I thought you get me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think
1: because Freddie doesn't like Will. For it, he doesn't give a fuck about no, Will. She, She's like, he's a psychopath.
0: She really you know, the not. FBI
1: is paying psychos to catch psychos. She mm-hmm. doesn't care about Will.
0: What? So he thought that Will would see him because she wrote that he's a FBI profiler who...
1: Has personality issues and also kind okay. of understands that can make those connections. Okay. And so he's like, I thought you'd get, I thought it. You'd get it. I thought you you should understand why I'm doing this. Abigail, she'll become some fungus. Yeah, then when you go to the woods, you will have encountered her.
0: <laughs> she'll reach... At least she'll be able to reach back at you or something like He says something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, that's that's a good point. I think you're right. Freddie's definitely a survivor out for herself.
1: We'll drop Stamets in one shot, by the way. Yes. I don't know if he was trying to kill him, but he... He,
0: cor- he did that uh, That new... I saw did stance. he?
1: <laughs> I didn't notice.
0: I think so. I think he did. That's, that's my... Well, because, I mean, he had to have. It's not like he got that much better between his uh, his terrible shots no. in the beginning. And
1: and and Hannibal even says, like, did you intend to kill him? And Will's like, this is kind of, the last scene mm-hmm. after this is Will and Hannibal together, the yeah. last scene of the episode, and them talking about this. And Will is like, I don't know if I didn't, like, I think I might have meant to kill him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's... Uh... Man, I I didn't write this line down, but Hannibal says something like, if you had killed him or if you had intended to kill him, it meant that you fully understood him and what he did, and you found some sort of like beauty in that.
1: Yeah. Or Or, you
0: comprehended it so fully that you knew you had to kill him or something like that.
1: Yeah, like what does it feel like to find someone so evil that you have to also take their life? Yeah. That kind of issue with, with Will. Right. Um. And this is like again when Hannibal's really starting to poke and prod Will and starting to put things in his head. Mm-hmm. Psychic driving is a term they use later for like I'm going to push you to some place. I'm going to start asking leading questions mm-hmm. to get you to a certain place. And it's do you really feel? Did it really feel so good to kill Hobbs? And then that's what pushing mm-hmm. Will, who's obviously like sweating, he's unstable. Yeah, I liked killing Hobbs. He goes like he's like saying it in spite yeah. of himself. I liked it. It felt just first he yeah. says earlier he goes it felt just just doing my job. Sure, sure. And then he goes, I, I liked, liked it. It, yeah. it felt good. <laughs> and then, <animal's laughs> killing must feel good to God, because he does it all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he the he says at some point, God's terrific. Do you remember what he said that? <laughs> I
1: Animal think so. He says
0: something like, God's terrific. I wrote it in all caps, and I was like, wow, that's about But right, he's like, it must feel good to God, because he does it all the time. Um, you know he he did some awful thing. Hannibal references some like, people tragic. were singing a
1: hymn, and a church building collapsed yeah, on some collapsed worshipers.
0: On and, and Will goes, "Oh, did did that feel good to God, or did he did he did God like that?" And Hannibal goes, "He felt powerful."
1: Yeah. Yeah, he felt powerful. He's just trying to. He sees Will's vulnerability and his crisis he's in, yeah. and he's like, "Interesting." I wrote a few questions here, like, what is Hannibal's intent at this? Is he just trying to drive Will crazy?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what my mom is like, I don't like that he's making Will crazy. <laughs> she lo- she loves you dancing, I think that, oh, that's the yeah. reason why she's still I watching it. Um, but what is the rationale behind it? Is it, because he's, he's a psychopath, just an exercise? Is it purely for the sport of like, interesting, this guy's got an interesting personality, mm. Let me fuck with him just to see what happens. Mm. Just because, why not? You know, or does he want to understand Will? Does he see something of himself in Will? Um, Does he think that Will could become a protege? Another like I'm just trying to parse out and remember and understand what is Hannibal's motivation.
0: So I mean that's a big question in I mean again in my in, in my research. Um that's a big question about the show in general. What is Hannibal's in game? What are his motivations mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to Will specifically? The best theory to me and the one that I am choosing to believe in, and go with is that Hannibal wants to see Will completely self-actualized. Interesting. I think that Hannibal sees exactly who Will is and the mm-hmm. capabilities that he has mm-hmm. whether that's you know he kills in the same way that Hannibal kills or like blah 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 Mm -hmm. but I think he just wants to open him up so that he is completely himself and self-actualized because we see time and Mm. again there's also this um you know talking about him being unstable and Will being such a true empath Will is constantly taking on other people's stuff Mm -hmm. that you never get a sense of who he really is so I think Hannibal's trying to break that part of him open so he can find out who he really is without taking on other people's crap, other people's tendencies yeah. and feelings. The
1: mirrors in your mind can reflect the best parts of yourself, system yeah. will. Yeah, and not other yeah. people's yeah. bad parts or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Why though? Hannibal's a fucking murderer. He eats people. Like why does he want to self actualize?
0: I think he's curious. I think he's okay. just a curious yeah. he's like, this could be a fun side project for me. Yeah.
1: Got it. Yes. Yeah. So so at the end of the day, it's just, like, the the, the sport and the curiosity yeah. of it. Yeah. It's an exercise.
0: Absolutely. Got it. Yeah. I mean, Lucifer was curious of humanity.
1: Wow, well, we're getting theological again. Hannibal gets theological.
0: <laughs> he really does. I mean, the whole goddamn series gets very...
1: Oh, very get ready, great. audience. If you're watching this for the first time as you're going along, Hello. Home, get ready. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Anything else you wanted to cover we didn't talk about I think we've we've gone through the episode dive into some of the themes.
0: Yeah yeah I think um, we've really touched on all the things I had I had in my notes. yeah
1: yeah, same here. I think this is a decent episode and like I, th- I think kind, kind of validating. like an amuse bouche. <laughs> it's nice yeah it, yet, yet it leaves you wanting a bit more. Absolutely. I found episode one to be a bit more satisfying. Mm. as an entity than this episode. Mm -hmm. It also seemed a little bit procedural for me. I get that we Mm -hmm. need to have a first killer before we start diving into the whole kind of like through line big bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I get the need of that. But it felt... There were parts of it that felt almost like an episode of CSI. Like very procedural to me. The first
0: Apertif did?
1: No. This This one. one. okay As a critique. It felt a bit like...
0: Here's the killer.
1: What's the evidence? Find the killer. And then it kind of is over. over. And I know we needed more than that. I know this episode... I know it kind of opened us up to more than that. Um sure. And the value of this episode, it really helps. A, it's Will first unpacking that he killed Gare Jacob Hobbs, and yeah. it's the beginning of he and Hannibal's relationship. In the yes. first episode, there's more intact. He, he's like, I don't find you interesting. I
0: don't find you interesting. Go no. to hell. Right, we're not going to be friends. And yet now
1: they're, sh- they're really starting to open up. He's yeah. opening up to Hannibal. He even goes, I thought you were going to, you're supposed to be, my Paddle. My
0: Paddle, yeah, right. Yeah. So this I mean, is the episode that,
1: yeah. um, for its flaws, something has to so make flaws, it just didn't hit me at more no. of a gut level than the I first agree. one did. Um, yet it's the opening up of their relationship, which is very valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we need to rate it, then. What was I about to say? Oh, man. I did not think about this at all.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I was actually starting to earlier today. I was like, okay, what's the number I give?
0: Okay, all right. I think I've got... Go for it. All right. I think um, I agree with all of your critiques. Um, I would probably give it... I gave Apertif an 8.5. I'd probably give this one a 7. 7 red lace tights. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would rate nice. this
1: guy. Yeah, I, it's I interesting. Think. You gave it an 8.5. I like an Apertif an 8. And I, again, I'm a 0. .5 below you. I'm going to give this a 6.5. Hmm. Hmm. Um, which feels low for me, but for some... I don't know. I feel like I skew high. Because I love this show, but yeah. I'm going for it, at least so far. i are going to compare it to the first episode. I give it a 6.5, and I give it a 6.5 um, Oriental Noodles. <laughs> uh, oh. 6.5 you know, 6. bouillon cubes. Dude, bouillon cubes.
0: Salt so over gross.
1: Yeah, 6.5 of those. Brilliant definitely right. so far both of my ratings have been food we'll see if that theme keeps <laughs> up or if i find something else I to it rate does. it for um great great awesome wow. we are in a much better time place than oh my we're. Gosh, it really right? helps having the clock in front of us <laughs> to just move us along not as Truly, many tangents i
0: mean sorry about that hour and 45 but also not sorry because we did talk that whole time Wait.
1: Yeah, we did. We didn't just cover. sit on our ass go, Oh, what should we talk about next? We talked about stuff. Yeah. Talked about brunch, talked about proms.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Um Do it. we our next episode obviously will be episode three, season one. Um I can't
1: remember what the food is for that. It's not in front of me.
0: Not me neither. Well,
1: we'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> in two weeks from now I'll be dropping that one. Um, please. So, follow us on Twitter at, at Eth Butchers Pod on Twitter. Um, our website is theethicalbutchers.com. Please send us an email at ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com. I know out there on the Tumblr, on the Twitter, on the Fanable communities, there's some fanfic out there. Mm. I'm too lazy to go really seek out the good stuff. Yeah, me too. If you have Fanable fanfic, send it to us. <laughs> DM, sign to our DMs on Twitter, send it to our email we like it, we'll read, we will read the selection from it on this podcast. I mean, I
0: don't want to oversell this, but I mean, we both did theater in college. Yes, we did. I would love to do a dramatic reading of something. I would fic. love
1: nothing more yeah. than to do a dramatic reading of your Hannibal fanfic. Mm-hmm. If it is erotic fanfic, even the better. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot oh, yeah. of it is.
0: I mean, most of it, I know. So
1: hit us up on that um, at those places. Um, it is recorded, mixed, edited, and produced and directed and run <laughs> by us, the Ethical Butchers, Melina and Jack. The theme music is by Sean Hills, and the logo design is by John Larson. So, I bid you adieu.
0: Bye, guys.